Welcome to the Heart Matters Podcast with your host, Ibn Leon. Join us as we explore the intricacies of spirituality and self-improvement. Gain a fresh perspective on enhancing your spiritual, emotional, and mental well-being through the fusion of spirituality and self-improvement. Enjoy Ibn's engaging conversations with guests from diverse backgrounds. They share unique perspectives on personal growth and holistic health. From spiritual leaders to relationship experts, entrepreneurs to creatives, each episode delivers knowledge and inspiration. Tune in to the Heart Matters podcast for profound conversations and practical advice empowering you to live your best life. Chapter 5 Inspiring Stories Okay, everybody. So let me ask all of you a question that I asked myself back in 2017. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get my podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record my episode? How do I get my show on all the apps that people like to listen to? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. So, if you've always wanted to start your own podcast and have people listen to your voice, go to anchor.fm slash start. Again, anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. Again, that's Anchor. Dot .fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Hello. Hey, how are you? Hello, We've done it. We got there. <laughs> oh, okay, I have to. You still there? Yeah, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, excellent. It's good to talk to you. you. Let me introduce you to everybody. Okay, this is Terry Gooden-Williams. Welcome to the Heart Matters, Terry. It's good to have you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, and thank you for having me. Okay, now, I want to talk about uh, how you founded your company. Let me tell everybody about your company. This is Terry. Is it Gooden or or Garden? Garden. 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 Yeah. Terry Garden Williams. He's the owner and founder of Action Two, the number two grow, and the owner and founder of ActionToGrow.com. She's originally from Brentwood, UK, and she's currently living in Spain. We're going to talk about the Spain. Uh, side of it in a few minutes, but I want you to just tell everybody how you started 
this company? Okay, well, originally I was working as a coach, as an employee, um, and I've only recently opened a company. Um, I've decided that I want to work for myself. Um, so I've gone, gone alone. I've, I've done lots of training and, you know, decided that now's the time to do it alone rather than being employed. Okay, so did you, did you train with Tony Robbins? Um, I've done some training with Tony Robbins, but I've done quite a lot of training in the UK with various people in the UK. Okay. Okay, so let me tell you about you. You're a life coach. Okay, what part, what is your niche in life coaching? Do you have one or do you just, you just... Uh... No, I have, yeah, I have a niche. My niche is ladies over 45 um, that have got to a point in their life where they, they've lost their, the children have all left home um, and they just, they don't know which direction to go in and they need a bit of guidance and a bit of direction really. Oh. To find, okay, so to how's find the their purpose. How's the business going? Yeah, not too bad. I mean, like I say, it's only been the last couple of months that I've started up on my own. So, yeah, not too bad. It's going okay. It's early days. Um, but, yeah, okay. And obviously, okay, so there's a lot of crisis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's something, isn't it? Okay, tell me, what, tell me how it was growing up in Brentwood, United Kingdom. What was that like? That is, it was very community um, orientated. Um, I actually was a young mum. I was pregnant at 17 um, and a shotgun wedding. Two children by the time I was 19. So I grew up quite quickly, really. Okay, now, why did you, why did you have a shotgun wedding? What happened there? Um, our parents insisted that we got married. <laughs> is that right? Wow. Okay, well, so, well, how did how did that go over with the groom? Um, yeah, well, we just accepted it and got on with it. In those days, you didn't argue too much, did you? If you were pregnant out of wedlock, you just got married, and and that was that's the end of it, really. Wow. Did it did it go well? Did the marriage go well? Everything work wow. out? No, nope, we were divorced by the time I was 21. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, at least you have a, a, a beautiful child. You have a child from it. That's a good I have thing, two right? Children. Yeah, that's good. No, have... it, wasn't a bad, okay. it wasn't a bad marriage. We were just too young. We were two babies having babies. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay, so what kind of student were you? Were you a good student in school? Did you get good grades? I was a good student. Um, I got good grades. Um, but like I say, then it sort of ended quite quickly. I left school, fell pregnant and got married more or less straight away. So, you know, the, it didn't have much um, time outside of school once uh, my school was finished. Now, Terry, one of the things I like about having you on is that when I looked uh, for a lot of bio information on you, I went, I went to LinkedIn and Facebook, I couldn't find a lot of bio information on you. So I said, well, this is going to be exciting because that way I can pretty much ask her whatever I want. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Because, I, yeah, because I, don't have any, I don't have any information 
to draw questions from. So I said, well, I'm just ask Terry whatever I want to ask her because I don't have much information here. Did you do that purposely, <laughs> not put a lot of uh, bio information out in the public? Well, I've actually put it out this week, to be honest, Lewis. Um, it, it's been a bit sort of, it's a learning curve um, because I've always been an employee. It's a bit of a learning curve. Um, so I was sort of trying to work out what to write in my bio without waffling on too much. Um, and make it quite clear what my niche is. So I've actually put my bio out this week. Um, okay. So there's more information out there now. All right, I'll have to go back and read that then. Oh, now tell me, who are you working? Who? Because most people, like when they start out with life coaching or any type of coaching, they get someone to help them learn the business. Do you have someone that uh, have that's to- helping you do that? Yes, I have two coaches myself. Um, I have uh, an English coach and a Spanish coach. Okay, who's who's your Spanish coach? My Spanish coach is Carlos Adele. Is he great? I just spoke to him a couple of weeks ago and I was asking him to help me. Is he good? He's good. Yeah, he's good. Oh, so okay, you've spoken so, to him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had a video conference with him a couple of weeks ago because uh, someone here in America who works with him recommended him to me and said that oh. you need to work with him, that he's really he's really excellent at what he does. So, you know, I want to get an impartial recommendation. Is he excellent at what he does? He's very good at what he does. And he, he's got a lot of information. Um, and he's he's... He's very good at pushing you as well so that you don't sort of procrastinate. He's very good at um, getting behind you and putting his all into you. So, you know, he's, he's very good. Okay. Well, I'm, okay, I might look into, because I told him, I mentioned to him that, uh, you know, like, you know, most places in the world, there's an economic crisis. And, course, you know, yeah. I, was working in a, I, was, I was working in a restaurant before all of this happened. You know, so we, right. you know, most of us had to go, you know, register for unemployment. Yeah, exactly. And so I told him, I said, look, you know, I said, listen, I have to be very cautious with money right now because I don't know when this is going to end. I said, now, they're supposed to send us a stimulus check. Are they supposed to do that over there in Spain as well? Well, I actually work in the UK. Um, I I travel between Spain and the UK. Um, I'm still employed doing coaching um, with young people in the UK right. um, through the okay. employment. And the young people I work with are quite, they've come through the care system, so they're high needs and they've come from very chaotic and traumati- traumatised backgrounds. So I work with them as an employee and I'm trying to branch out on my own um, with the other niche. Okay. So I mentioned to him that I was waiting for the stimulus check. Right. Okay. So once I get the stimulus check, he he said that he would he would work with me as far as like payment and things like that because yeah, he know that it's you know it's pretty tight for people at that. Does he, he do? Does he is he really reasonable when it comes to those things? Yeah, I pay him monthly. I pay him monthly. I don't. I didn't pay the whole lot up front because I couldn't afford to do it. Um. So I do oh. pay monthly. He's pretty good. He is pretty good with that sort of thing. 
Okay, excellent. That's excellent. That's why I wanted to know who he was because I said he's probably the same guy because he works with people all over the world from what I understand. Yes, he does, yeah. Um, once you join, um, he has his own little group and there's people from everywhere on there. Mm, like, okay, excellent. Okay, so tell me, tell me a little bit more about the work that you do with the children. Um, basically, I coach them um, to be able to, it's life skills. I coach them life skills, anything from emotional to practical. So we can either go through, their, we go through their traumas and try and sort of, you know, work ways around that. Or we, you know, it's anything from setting up bank accounts um, to dealing with anything at all that they need. So it's coaching in general life skills, really. And most of the young people that I work with have come through really chaos rounds. So, you know, it's a slow process with them. But, you know, everybody's an individual and you just work with them as individuals. Right. So, so you were coaching, you were coaching already before you decided to start your own coaching business. I was, yeah. I have been for the last... Seven years with young people, and before that I was with adults then, but I hadn't didn't have a niche, and it was because it's employed, you just you you work with who you have to work with. You don't niche down. I just literally work, I'm employed to work with those young people. Right. Okay. Now where did you where did you come up with the idea that you wanted to coach? Where did this come from? Um, when I was young, I always wanted to be a social worker. Um, and I've always been drawn to people um, and helping them. I've always been drawn to people and helping them sort them out, really. It's just what I do. So when I left right. school and I had my children, I trained as a hairdresser um, and then obviously just worked around the children. And then I retrained when they went back to school and worked in accounts for 10 years. But it just, you know, when you get imposter syndrome and it just doesn't feel right, um, so then I decided to go into coaching and that was about 15 years ago. Um, and I got a job, um, coaching with adults. Um, and that was coaching anything really across the board. It wasn't niche down. It was coaching. It could have been drugs and alcohol abuse or, or just coaching them around their life skills. And then that, that lasted about seven years. And then I went into the young people about seven years ago. Yeah. So seven years each one. So, um, wow. all right. Now, now you mentioned that you were drawn to people. Were people drawn to you? Were Were people like just come to you yes. and and tell you their problems and, and things like that? Did that happen? Because that happened to me when I was like thirteen. Did that happen to you too? Hundred percent. I can go in a supermarket and come out with two life stories by the time I've done. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to, yeah, I mentioned to, I mentioned to Carlos when I was on a video conference with him. Yeah. I said that, yeah, it, when I was 13, people just started telling me their problems. <laughs> and they would ask me for advice. And I was like, I was, I was totally shocked because I, I was 13. Yeah. But I would like give him advice and sometimes it would work out. It, it was the same way for you? Yeah, 100%. Um, I don't believe in fact, sometimes my children, we go into the supermarket and they say to me, can you please not talk to anybody today? Can we just go into our shopping? <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> oh, okay, so you you being you being in the supermarket with your kids and somebody just start you know you start conversating with somebody in the line and they start saying, well, you know, I'm having this problem with my husband. <laughs> like that, it'd be like well, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, hundred wow. percent. It could be anything. Oh like, wow, it, it, it can be anything, and it. I just have one of those faces that people are drawn to. <laughs> Is that right? Wow, that is so man, that is so fascinating. Okay, but, now tell but, me about uh, the situation. Yeah, go ahead. I'm listening. I was just going to say, I love people and I love their stories, so I'm quite happy to listen. And that that probably shows. I think you know people know when people are happy to listen. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's you. You obviously have something about you that makes you people drawn to you. Right. Yeah, I get it. That, yeah, I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. I t- tell me about the situation in Spain. Now, when, when the uh, coronavirus first uh, started affecting people, you know, all over the all over the world, we would start seeing stuff on the news about Spain where, yeah. you you know, guys, with people were out on the balconies and playing music and singing and, you know, people were working out on the balconies together. Is it really, is yeah. that, is it a festive type of mood over there or is just, you know, how is it? it? No, it is about seven o'clock most nights. They come out and they do their singing. It's mainly in the towns where they do that, where the houses are quite close together. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it's not too bad, actually. I mean, I haven't actually left my house for about four weeks now. Um, my other half goes and does the shopping at the supermarket. But, it's yeah, it's it's... It's okay. It's not bad. I mean, we have had did a you, high amount of... Did you go out there and sing? Did you go out there and sing too? Um, we, we're we actually a little bit outside the town, so we don't get to see all of it all the time. We just get to hear it sometimes. If we've got the windows open, we can hear it. Um, but, you know, it's not... We're not in the town, so we're just outside. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because I I saw it on the news. I was like, wow, this is uh this is pretty interesting. You know, so they have a certain time that they that everybody comes out. Yeah, yeah. They'll do the same time every night so that everybody comes out and sort of joins in. Okay, so what is your what is your day like now? What do you what do you do when you get up in the morning? Do you have like a do you have a schedule? Do you have an itinerary or how how does this work? How does it work? Okay. Um, my partner gets me up at seven and we are doing building work around our house. So he gets me on a cement mixer, <laughs> mixing up cement so that he can do his building work. And then we finish around 2.30 and then I go on the computer and do my own work. And, you know, if I've got any calls, conference calls or video calls to make, I do it then in the afternoons. So I'm a multitasker. <laughs> okay. All right, so uh, how are you two getting along? Because I was talking to somebody the other day, and she was she was mentioning to me that she was a psychologist, right? Yeah. Uh, well, actually, she's a therapist. So she's a family and marriage therapist. So she was saying that the abuse rate, right, the uh, spousal abuse rate has went up since this COVID-19 has taken place because people... Uh, who are constantly together, you know, couples that are constantly together are like, yeah, they're not getting along, you know. And she was saying that, you know, it was it was happening before then, 
but it's gotten worse since this has taken place. You know, so how do you two get along? How you know? Do you have like separate rooms where you go to sometimes? I'm gonna just be away from each other. How does that work? Well, like I said, after we've done the building work in the morning, um, he tends to relax in front of the t- TV, and I go off to my office and do my bits in there. So we, we're lucky; we get on quite well, and we're both quite optimistic and and positive. So actually, we've got on better during the crisis than we probably would have done on before. I think you mm. you. You sort of, you know, you, you have to get the right mindset, don't you? You know that you've got to get on because you've got to be together. So you sort of laugh at the silly things that you'd normally get annoyed at. Right, right. Well, we do. I oh, but okay, I do agree. Me, um, Domestic violence well, will be a big thing. Yeah, she she mentioned that we had to talk about that and some other. We talked about a, a lot of things, but that was one of the things that she mentioned. Yeah, she yeah. said that. Um, one of the things that uh, that the couple should do is that they should recognize when they're not in a great mood. You know, when they're together, they should recognize that and then and then tell the other person, "Look, you know, I'm not feeling in a great mood right now. You know, I'm I'm feeling a little anxious or you know a little frustrated like that." And then they should yeah. talk about it and like this, you know. So she she gave some excellent advice about it, but I was unaware of the fact that the domestic violence uh, rate has gone, had gone up, you know, uh, since that yeah. had happened. I was unaware of that. But right. being that she's a, a family therapist, she keeps, she keeps records of these things so that she can do her job better. Of course, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. There'll yeah. be a lot more domestic violence, there'll be a lot more divorces, and there'll probably be a lot more babies as well. Wow, yeah, probably. So what is the government, what are, what are they saying over there? What, what is the timetable that they're given over in Spain as to when people will be able to move around again? Well, then they're not actually given a timetable. They did say originally the 25th of April, um, but they're now saying that the death rate has reduced down. So they're going to ease up as we go into the next few weeks. They're going to ease up on construction and, and bigger things like that might be able to open again. But I think it's going to be at least another two weeks to, to a month before people will be out, at least really out and about as they were. Mm. I mean, if there's a mad rush and everyone goes out all at the same time, the chances are it's going to pick back up and the virus will be, you know, back to square one. So you've got to um, do it gradually, haven't you? Yeah. Where were, where were you when you found out about it? You know where you were exactly when you found out? Where was I exactly? Um, do you know what? I was taking it. I was actually at work in England, taking it quite lightly, if I'm honest, um, and thinking, as a lot of people did, oh, it's just flu. What's all the fuss about? And then it came to me on the about the 10th of March. I thought, do you know what? This is really serious. And my, I actually came out to Spain um, to see if my partner would come back to England with me, because obviously all our children are in England. Um, but actually, I got here on the 13th. I landed at midday just as they went into lockdown. Um, So I sort of got here as the lockdown went in and we decided then it was probably better to stay here at that than go back to the UK. Wow. Because at the moment I split my time between the two countries. Um, So, you know, I do a couple of weeks here, a couple of weeks in, in the UK. 
and I split my time. So basically, I got caught in the lockdown. Um, but it's okay, you know, it's just as safe here as it would be anywhere else. So as right. long as you're following the rules and sticking to the, you know, the distancing and stuff, it's going to be the same wherever you are, I would imagine. Yeah. Okay, now tell me about the, this this job that you're doing with the women, with the women whose children have, I've, I've heard, I just heard about this a couple of weeks ago. I didn't even know that it was a, a form of coaching where women, you know, their children go off to school or they go off, you know, and lead their own lives and the women don't have anything to do. Do you have, is there a big business for this? Is there a big business for this type of coaching? Do you know what, I'm not actually sure. The reason I went for that niche is because I went through that experience myself. Um, I think it was, you know, about 40, between 45 and 50, um, I started, my children started to get married and have their own children and you start becoming redundant as a mum. And when you've centred your life around your children, you do start feeling like you've got no purpose and in no direction and you've lost who you are as a person because you've centered all your life around your children so the reason I've chose that niche is because I can relate to it I've been there I understand it and I've come out the other side so for me that made sense to choose that as a niche does that make sense how did you uh it makes it makes perfect sense how did you how did you deal with it and how did you come out of the other side? What, you know, did you talk to people or, you know, did, did, it, did you come up on your own? How did it work? I came up a lot of it on my own. You have to become self-aware. I started to look at myself and, you know, thinking, you know, you, you, you were dependent on running around for the children. Now you need to start thinking about yourself and what you like and you need to be, you know, finding a purpose and finding a reason why you get up every morning to do things. So, you know, I had to go within and find my reasons within and and work on me, really. So, I mean, right. it, it takes time. It, it's because you do feel completely lost. So it takes time to work out what you like and, and what you want to do and what you're passionate about. Um, and I think you just need to spend time really working on yourself. Right. And, and then you find pathways. Oh, oh. Sorry, I mean, you already knew. You already knew what you were passionate about. So it was just a matter of you exactly. taking the steps to. Uh, oh, okay. All right. So it, it it was probably a lot easier for you to uh probably. to make the transition to. Uh, yeah, and I'm actually probably. quite self. So you. And I'm quite self-aware. So for me, it was probably quite an easier route. Than, than a lot of people would be um so yeah but and that's why I chose the niche because I thought well I've been there I've done that so maybe people will relate to the fact that I have been there and come out the other side hmm. how many siblings do you have you have brothers and sisters I've got two brothers and a sister and I am the eldest how are you you're the oldest I'm the eldest yes Okay, so how do you get along with them? How, how? We've got a great relationship. I think I think that's the, the thing as well. I've always been a nurturer. Being the eldest, you nurture the younger ones. Um, yeah. It's just how it is, isn't it? So, you know, and then from there I went straight into having my own children. So so I've always been the nurturing kind of person. Um, and even before that, before I had children, I always wanted to work in social care. So 
you know, really, I fulfilled right. that that with the young people. That's what I do. It's it's more or less a social worker role. Um, right. So you know, I fulfilled that that, and now I just want to do it for me, really, because I get such a satisfaction out of people achieving their goals. Um, but it, it's just such a great feeling for them to achieve their goals with your help. So right. it's, it's good. Did you go to Did you go to college in the UK um, for coaching? I went and did a couple courses, but they one was more around public speaking, um, and the other one was more about the internet and stuff. But I've done a lot of training through my employment as well. Right. How How long was the course for public speaking? How long you had to take that? Oh, that was only um, a very intense four days. <laughs> intense, intense four we days. We started at eight. Oh, wait, oh, wait a minute. You got to yeah, explain that to me. What does that mean, an intense four days? That means we started at nine o'clock in the morning and we finished between nine and ten at night. <laughs> and it was full. For, in four days yep. in a row? Four yep. days in a row? Um, it was really in, intense. It was really good. It was a really good course. Um, have you heard of Andy Harrington? Public speaker? That was, that was the teacher's name? That was name? the teacher's name. And he, he was very good. Very good. I learned a lot with that. How many people, how many people were in the class with you? Oh, God. About 100. <laughs> he, wow. And it wasn't... Okay. It, well, how's how does she do that? She's teaching 100 people how to public speak in four days. How, how does that work? It was more than just public speaking, to be honest. It was working out how to set courses up. It was, it was full on, but it was really informational. You learned a lot. I would say it was more around building like that because although you did public speaking because we kept breaking off into groups uh, and we had a coach that went with us and sort of um, stood with us while we did we all took turns in doing the public speaking there was a lot involved around building courses and and building your framework really right but because there's so much to learn that you you don't realize um, I mean even just the way you stand with public speaking it all makes such a difference Right, um, which I was quite surprised about. There, like you, for for one thing, you should keep your hands above your waist at all times, um, because it shows that you've got confidence. Whereas I didn't even give that a, a thought, really. There's quite a lot of things to learn that I was quite surprised at. Wow. Okay, so why did did she tell you why that 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 was important to keep your hands above your waist? Um, it shows authority. Um, and it shows confidence. Um, you shouldn't drop your hands because it doesn't. You don't look confident. It, uh, there's a lot to do with the way you stand, um, you know, and, and your hands and your head, and and even the way you walk on the on the stage in front of people. And there's there was so much to learn. It was it was a really good course. I really enjoyed it. Did, did you have a chance to use it yet? Um, no, I, I, I've just been so busy since that course. I only did the course in August last year, and it's just been full on really since then. Um, so I haven't had time to actually use it, but I do hope to at some point soon. 
Okay, so what general advice would you give women who whose children are out of the house now and you know they just you know been taking care of the kids and so forth and so on? What general advice would you give them if they want to uh, start something new? I would say find something you're passionate about um, and, and push yourself. Um, you need to you need to have a purpose. You need to have something to get up in the morning for. Uh, you need to have something that, that drives you um, and find something that you really enjoy, that you're passionate about and take it from there and just push past your boundaries. Get out of your comfort zone. Because uh, if you're in your comfort okay, zone, you're not pushing yourself. All right, let's, let's, let's talk about that for a minute, this, this passion thing. Uh, did you see... Um, did you see the um, celebration of life for Kobe and, and, and his daughter Gigi on television? Did you I see this? I saw the, the funeral, but I don't think I see. Was that was that the funeral where the, the wife was doing the? Um, no, oh, no, no, they, no. They had a no. They had a uh, no. They had a celebration of life at the Staples Center. Right. Okay. No, I didn't see that. No. And uh, it, this was this was after the funeral. This okay. was after the funeral. Right. Okay. So uh, Michael Jordan was one of the speakers. You know Michael Jordan, right? Uh, right the basketball player? Yes, yes, yes. I might have seen it, actually. Yes. Yeah. He gave a speech and he talked about passion. Yeah. Now, a lot of people, a lot of people don't know how to discover their passion. They don't know where to look. For me, it's something that gives. So, what it, what it, what advice would? It's something that gives you energy. I'm listening. Something that you enjoy doing, and you get energy from it. And and, I mean, it could be anything, couldn't it? It's just anything that you enjoy that gives you energy that you want to get up and do. You know, you just want to get out of bed and go and do something. It doesn't have to be, um, anything in particular. It's just something that you enjoy. It could be a craft. It could be anything. It could be anything that gives you energy. I think passion is energy. Mm -hmm. Is what? Uh -uh. Would Would you agree with that? I I would. I I'm see. I I know. I've known. You know, since I like I mentioned, since I was like thirteen years old. You know, so I enjoy helping people, yeah. but I also love to write. That you know, and I I didn't I didn't find that out. I've, I found that out when I was in the fourth grade that I like to write, ah. you know? So those are two things that I, I like helping people and I love to write. So I've known for early, since early age. Yeah. But what I'm saying, there's some people like they're, they're, they're working, they work a nine to five or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. And when they're at work, they're always complaining about being at work. Yep. So they're not passionate about what they do. But there has to be something that they're passionate about that they could be doing when they're not at work. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, but that could be anything, couldn't it? That could be something they, a craft or a sport or anything. You, you can make anything work for you. Um, but if they're at work complaining all day, then they're looking at things wrong anyway, aren't they? Because if, you, if you're looking at things negatively and complaining <laughs> all day, then you're never going to see the positives anyway. So you need to start looking and finding That's the true. positives in your day. Like if you can just apply things in your day, it changes every, it turns everything around, doesn't it? And once you start seeing positive things, yes, you'll start finding energy in things. Okay. Yeah. 
I I understand. I'm with I'm with I'm just trying to I'm just trying to uh give some information to the audience because you know I know I know people like that. I know people who um they don't have they don't know what their passion is because they haven't taken the time to find that's, it. That's exactly it. You, you know, know what I'm saying? Yeah, they haven't taken the time to find it. There are things that they like to do, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But they're not necessarily passionate about those things. They just like to do them as recreation or whatever, yeah. you know, but they're not passionate about it. And sometimes I think passion grows. And I think you have to be self-aware. You have to look and be aware of what you're drawn to. Um, you know, certain things will draw you in, in certain directions. And I think you have to be self-aware and be present and notice where you're going, what direction is you're being drawn to. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. It really does. Terry, uh, tell tell the people how they can get in touch with you. You know, if they if they want to uh, get some help with the, uh, you know, with the the kids leaving the house and having something to do. Tell the people how they can get in. Touch well, you can go to my website, which is www.action2 the number two grow dot uh, com. Or you can find me on Facebook um, at the same name, Action to Grow, um, or even Terry Godden Williams. You can find me at any one of those. Yeah, yeah, excellent. It was great talking to you, Terry. I really enjoyed it. Thank you, Liz. And I hope you enjoyed it. I'm sorry about the mix-up. I'm sorry about the mix-up this morning. What happened was I put the right time in my computer. Yeah. And I put the wrong time on my calendar. That's no problem. I was just concerned that I would, I'd got so, it wrong. Um, and of course, this is my first ever podcast, so I was sort of like, "Oh, I've got the right time." And I'm, I didn't want to mess you about, to be honest, Lewis. You should, you should try to do some more. You're, you're really good at it. You should try to do some more. Yeah. Some more. Some more. Yeah. Work. You should try to do some more. That way, you can, you know. Seg- some more podcasts. You can spread your message. You can, you know, like that. And yeah. I think I'll have to listen. Yeah, because you're really have good. Have I made sense? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you made sense. <laughs> yeah, you made sense, Terry. Yeah, it was great talking to you, Terry. Thank, thank you for thank coming you. on. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you, Lewis. Thank yeah. you for... Uh... I'm going to send you as soon as I get... You're welcome. You're welcome. As soon as I get this process... I'm going to send you a copy of it, all right? Thank you so much. Thank you for taking the time to speak to me, Lewis. You're welcome. You're welcome. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you, and you. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Thanks for listening to another episode of the Heart Matters Podcast for relationship, spiritual, coaching, and resources go to the Heart Matters brand link tree, which is linktr.ee slash L-O-U-I-S-M-O-R-R-I-S. That's linktr.ee slash L-O-U-I-S-M-O-R-R-I-S. And we will see you again soon.